Good afternoon, people, and welcome back to the Word Encounter here. And so we're going to get started in uh, Exodus chapter 5. We left off at chapter 4 yesterday, and uh, we see that um, uh, the Lord has uh, spoken to Aaron, Moses' brother, and told him to go out in the wilderness and meet Moses and reunite, basically. And so they reunited after at least 40 years, and... Um, and, and, but it was more than just being reunited. They had an assignment. The Lord had given them an assignment. So we see in chapter 5, verse 1, Later, Moses and Aaron went in and said to Pharaoh, <clears throat> This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival for me in the wilderness. Verse 2, But Pharaoh responded, Who is the Lord that I should obey him by letting Israel go? I don't know the Lord. And besides, I will not let Israel go. So we see that, that Pharaoh is, is not having this. He's saying, you know, these are slaves. They're doing work for me. Well, I don't know this God of yours, this, this, this person you call the Lord. I'm not letting the people go. And so uh, we see in verse 6 that that day Pharaoh commanded the overseers, because Moses and Aaron had gone to speak to him about letting the people go, uh, he commanded his overseers of the people as well as their foremen, verse 7, don't continue to supply the people with straw for making bricks as before. They must go and gather straw for themselves. Verse eight, but require them the same quota of bricks from them as they were making before. Do not reduce it. So not only would Pharaoh not let the people go, he also told his foremen and overseers to up the workload, make them work harder. And so the people are obviously in distress and, and, and like, you know, you're making us do the same work. I mean, you're making us do more work with the same quota. How can we do this? So the people are very, very distraught. And so in verse 10, we see that um, the Israelite foreman saw that they were in trouble uh, when they were told you cannot reduce your daily quota of bricks. In verse 20, it says, uh, when they left Pharaoh, yeah, when they left Pharaoh, they confronted Moses and Aaron who stood waiting to meet them. So they go talk to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, you're slackers. You're just being lazy. Go do the work. And so then they go to the, the Moses and Aaron. And verse 21, it says, they say, may the Lord take note of you and judge, they said to them, because you have uh, made us reek to Pharaoh and, of his, and his officials, putting a sword in their hand to kill us. Verse 22, so Moses went back to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? Why did you ever send me? And so, Lord, you know, we see in, in, in the previous chapters, Moses didn't want to do this anyway. And so he's seeing some of the ramifications of him going and he's saying, Lord, you know, come on, man. What is the deal? Why do I have to do this? And so in, in chapter six, verse one, it says, but the Lord replied to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. And so <clears throat> Moses is just having no confidence whatsoever. And so as the Lord is, is, is directing and guiding him on what to do, he's trying to do that and instill him with confidence at the same time. And so, so then uh, uh, God tells Moses to remind the people who I am and, 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 and let them know that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and that I am the Lord. Remind them who I am. And then um, in verse 6, it says, okay, tell the Israelites. Let me, well, let me drop down to verse 8. I will bring you to the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. 
Verse 9, Moses told this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their broken spirit and hard labor. Now, how many times has that happened with us? We hear, uh, the Lord is speaking to us. He's got an assignment for us to do, or he's told us something about our lives or whatever, but we're broken on the inside, and we, we're just not in a position. We're not, we're, we're not stationed, if you will, to really listen and hear and understand what the Lord is actually trying to tell us, what he's trying to get us to believe, because this is all a faith battle. It's all up here. It's all what we believe, and so he's trying to tell you what the situation is, but you don't want to hear it because you want to wallow and and roll around in the in the in the, in the mud and in, in the slop and whatnot. And I've been there. I understand it, you know. But that doesn't mean that what he's trying to tell you isn't true. And so, this is what's going on with the Israelites. And so then, we see here that um, well, let's 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 drop down to verse thirty here. Um, so. The Israelites aren't believing what the deal is. And in verse 30 in chapter 6, Moses said, uh, replied to the Lord's presence, Since I am such a poor, uh, poor speaker, how will Pharaoh listen to me? So he's saying, look, the Israelites won't even listen to me. So how will Pharaoh listen to me? He's still trying to get out of this assignment. You know, he, and he's working it. He's trying to get out of this assignment. He says, look, they won't listen to me. My, my own people won't listen to me. How am I going to go before the king of Egypt, before Pharaoh, and have him listen to me? He, he's not going to do it. And then in chapter 7, verse 1, the Lord answered Moses, See, I have made you like a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. And so he's telling, he's telling Moses how this is going to go down, how this is going to work. You know, I've made you a god to Pharaoh. You know, he, you don't understand this yet because you can't see what my plan is, but I've made you a God to Pharaoh and Aaron is your prophet. And so in chapter, excuse me, in verse two, it says, you must say whatever I command you, then Aaron, your brother must declare it to Pharaoh so that he will let the Israelites go from his land. And so he's essentially telling Moses, look, look, homie, don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about what you're going to do because I'm going to be guiding you. I'm going to tell you what the deal is. And it's very much like in, in the New Testament when Jesus tells the, the apostles and the disciples, don't worry about what you say. The Holy Spirit will instill you with the word. It will guide you. And so the Lord is telling Moses the same thing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. Don't worry about it. This is what the situation is going to be. Okay. And so. We see that when Moses and Aaron go before Pharaoh, Moses is 80 years old and Aaron is 83 years old. And so they're not young and spry. These are old dudes. And so they're going before Pharaoh, you know, basically making demands of the king of Egypt, you know, at an elderly age with, you know, no, no army or anything behind them, just on the word of the Lord. And so we drop down to verse 11. And so, um, so we see here that uh, uh, the Lord tells him what to do. Well, let's go up before level. The Lord, the Lord tells him what to do. You know, take that staff, the one that turned into a snake, and throw it down before Pharaoh. Have it turn into a snake, and then pick it back up and and whatnot. And that will be a miracle to Pharaoh. And and then you know he might let my people go. So then we see Pharaoh's response in verse eleven. But when Pharaoh called the wise men and sorcerers. Okay, when Pharaoh called his wise men and sorcerers, the magicians of Egypt, 
And they also did the same thing by their occult practices. And so they did the same thing that Moses did. And so, you know, Pharaoh's thinking, okay, yeah, you did this, but look at my boys, you know, they do the same thing. And so, but the word says uh, in verse 12, but Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. So yes, they did the same thing, but Aaron's staff swallowed the staff of Pharaoh's sorcerers. In verse 13, it says, however, Pharaoh's heart was hard and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. And so the Lord predicted, you know, prophesied, if you will, that you're going to perform these uh, miracles and whatnot. But Pharaoh's heart, I've hardened his heart. And so he's not going to listen to you. And so there we have here, we have the first miracle, if you will, that was performed before Pharaoh. But there were no there was no um, or else attached to this. You know, just here, this is this is a sign that the Lord has sent me. Here's my staff. Boom. Okay, they did it. Okay, I'm going home. And so they left. But then uh, the Lord tells Moses, you and Aaron go back to Merle. Okay, <laughs> so go back to Merle. And so then in verse 19, chapter 7, so the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out uh, your hand over the waters of Egypt over their rivers, canals, ponds, and all their water uh, reservoirs, and they will become blood. There will be blood throughout the land of Egypt, even the wooden and stone containers, even in the wooden and stone containers. And so second miracle is like, okay, we're going to turn this water into blood, and there's going to be blood everywhere, not only in the Nile, but also in the wooden containers and stone containers. And so <clears throat> that's what they did. Drop down to verse 21, chapter 7. The fish in the Nile died. The river smelled so bad the Egyptians could not drink water from it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. And so we see that Aaron, you know, stretched out the staff, turned the water into blood. It stank. The fish, you know, were dead. You know, and it, it was just a horrible situation. And so <clears throat> we see in verse 22, but the magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their occult practices. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So the Lord said he's not going to listen because this is what's going to go down, and that's exactly what happened. And so Pharaoh did the same thing. So we go on to chapter 8, and we see here um, in verse 2, well, let's start in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. Verse 2, but if you refuse to let them go, then I will uh, plague all your territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs. They will come up and go into your palace, into your bedroom, and, um, and on your bed, into the houses of your officials and people, and into your ovens and kneading, bowl, kneading bowls. And so here we have the second uh, plague is going to be frogs. I'm going to send frogs everywhere. And so <clears throat> that's exactly what had happened. And then in verse 7, it says, But the magicians did the same thing by their occult practices and brought frogs up unto the land of Egypt. In verse 9, Pharaoh commanded Moses and Aaron and said, Appeal to the Lord to remove the frogs from me and my people. Then I will let the people go and they can sacrifice to the Lord. So now we're seeing Pharaoh start to crack a little bit. This is the first time he's cracking a little bit. He says, we got these frogs. Okay. It says the magicians did the same thing, but apparently the magicians couldn't get rid of them. And so... And so then uh, Moses said, you know, okay, I'll do it. You know, when would you like them gone? And Pharaoh said, how about tomorrow? So Moses said, cool. So they can go tomorrow. And so that's exactly what happened. 
but in chapter 8, verse 15, but when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said. And so got rid of the frogs, but Pharaoh still hardened his heart. Then we go on to verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the land and it will become gnats throughout the land of Egypt. And so that's exactly what happened. But in verse 18, it says the magicians tried to produce gnats using their occult practices, but they could not. The gnats remained on the people and animals. And in verse 19, this is the finger of God, the magician said to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh's heart was hard. And so he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So this is the first time that the magicians could not duplicate what, what uh, Moses and Aaron were doing. And so, and so the magicians are like, we're, we're out of it. This has got to be God. We can't go any further. And so that was the third plague on the fourth plague. <clears throat> and so, um, we see that, uh, uh, the Lord is saying, uh, or Moses is saying, uh, chapter 21, but if you will not let my people go, then I will send swarms of flies against you, your officials, your people, and your houses. The Egyptians' houses will swarm with flies, and so will the land where they live. But on that day, I will give special treatment to the land of Goshen, where my people are living. No flies will be there. This, uh, this way you will know that I, the Lord, am in the land. Uh, verse 23, I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. So this is the Lord talking. This is what's going to happen. He's going to make a distinction between his people and the Egyptians as the land of Goshen won't be where, where the uh, uh, Israelites were living won't be touched, but everywhere else in Israel uh, would be. <clears throat> and so this is exactly what happened. And then in verse 25, then Moses summoned, excuse me, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, go sacrifice to your God within the country. So he said, yes, you can go do it, but you have to stay in the country. And then Moses said, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We have to go because the Egyptians detest us. And so we have to go into the wilderness. And so Pharaoh agrees to let him go into the wilderness. But then his heart hardens and he changes his mind. And so <clears throat> they still can't go. And so with that, we're going to pick up with the fifth plague tomorrow and carry on through the plagues of Egypt. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for being with us, Lord, and we just uh, welcome you in all aspects of our life. In Jesus' name, amen.